This podcast is brought to you by Fast Slow Motion, a team of expert consultants that have helped hundreds of growing businesses build scalable systems on the HubSpot and Salesforce platforms. To learn more, visit fastslowmotion.com. There's really three core principles that if you have a deficit in one of these, it's going to impact your ability to grow. And those, those principles are systems, automation, and visibility. And so those are the three core that if there's a deficit there, it's going to slow down your growth. It's going to impact your ability to, to scale. Welcome to the Fast Slow Motion Podcast, where we teach you how to build a business you love while enjoying your life. In our podcast, we talk key learnings, cheat codes, hacks, and principles that have served us on our journey in the hopes they serve you as well. I'm your host, Sam Donaghy. Today, I'm joined by Michael Johnson, FSM's Director of Growth. Hey, Michael, look, today we're going to talk about some of the most common reasons that businesses struggle to grow. Um, and we'll also get into what business owners can do about it. You personally, you've worked with lots of businesses during your time at Fast Low Motion, literally hundreds of businesses by now. We've worked with a lot of businesses who came to us because they were really struggling to grow. Why is it that so many businesses struggle with that? That's a great question. And I think ultimately it's because growth is hard. It's not easy. And if, if everybody knew the simple trick or formula or this one, one cool thing to do to grow, people would struggle with it. But it's a difficult thing. A lot of times leaders feel like they're doing all the right stuff, but there are things that are out of control. There are things around them that they feel like they've lost control of and they're preventing them from growing. How does a business leader go about kickstarting that growth again? Like you said, I've worked with hundreds of companies at this point, and we've really noticed across all that experience, there's really three core principles that if you have a deficit in one of these, it's going to impact your ability to grow. And those, those principles are systems, automation, and visibility. And so those are the three core that if there's a deficit there, it's gonna slow down your growth, it's going to impact your ability to, to scale. So if there's a deficit there, what are the telltale signs that there is a deficit? Can you talk to a little bit about that for our listeners? If we think in terms of the system's core principle, a lot of people have read James Clear, but you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. I think it's absolutely true. Some business leaders, great leaders, but they're missing the key systems that allow their business to truly scale. And so when I say systems here, what I'm talking about is kind of standardizing processes, and, and standardizing the things that you need to succeed. Um, and this could be onboarding, it could be training, it could be your sales process, but it's building systems in your business, standard, standard ways, professionalization that allow you to consistently deliver that process all the way through. Hey, what about automation? There's so much with automation to talk about. And a lot of people discount automation because they think it's a, a plus or an add-on or a bonus, but really it's, it can be very critical for your business to grow because in order to get good automation, you've got to go through the right steps, the right forethought, the right planning to develop it. I love the seven habits, Stephen Covey's seven, seven habits of highly effective people. And the first three are required to build good automation. You've got to, you've got to be proactive to start the process. You've got to begin with the end in mind and then put first things first. And so as you go through this process, you think about milestones, you think about the right things for the team to do and for your business to do. 
you automate those and put systems around it so that you can free yourself up, free your team up to add value. And suddenly your team is capable of way more than they were before because they're not doing manual tasks and they're not having to think about the right way to do things. You've already pre-decided that for them. And so you kind of guarantee this level of quality that you couldn't guarantee before. So it sounds like it's about having the right vision and being super intentional. You mentioned visibility as well. Visibility is critical. It especially is powerful when paired with the other two, systems and automation. If you add on visibility, you've, you've got the ability to check direction. You've got the ability to make corrections where you couldn't before. A lot of leaders, we have the right vision for their business, but they don't have visibility into the business. And so there's a lot to do with data structure and process and the way you organize things that allows you to see the progress of your system, the progress of deals, the progress of things going through that allow you to be more strategic, make the right decisions, to coach your team, and overall kind of build your team up to be, to be at a higher level than they were before and allow them to grow. So we've got systems, automation, visibility, uh, and these core principles can ultimately help a business grow. Um, are there any other benefits to running your business according to these principles, Michael? Ultimately, yes. You know, these principles paired with the right tools can create freedom. What we'd like to say is we help business leaders move from working in the business to working on the business. And so you're no longer working on those things that you know are the right things, or you're no longer the only expert there. You're helping your team perform those in a more consistent level and you're out of the day to day and you're into long-term planning. You're able to focus on the right things. I think leaders should remember that there's only one of them and they have a whole team. And so instituting these principles and putting the stuff in place allows their team to be at a higher level and not rely on them as a kind of a bottleneck for growth. How early on can a business leader implement these changes and automate their systems? and see the benefit. Is there a certain company size or um, a stage that the company might be at? The earlier, the better. You don't want to get really far down in your growth cycle as a business because it's painful to make some of these changes that you need to make. And so really focusing on these principles, focusing on tackling some of the reasons why your business isn't growing, it's better earlier than later because it's, it's much more painful down the road to make some of these changes. Would you say it's still possible further down the line for any listeners that might be in that, in that boat right now? Oh, it's still possible for sure. Still possible. Uh, it's just, it's easy early on, but no, we've, I've, I've worked with plenty of companies that are very far down the line. I mean, I had a company recently that they're over hundred years old and it's never too late to get that vision and tackle a, a new way of doing things, reorganize your process around a bigger vision in order to help your team grow. So these are the principles that make it possible for businesses to grow, but so many businesses are missing the mark. If a business isn't guided by these types of principles, are there any commonalities that you've seen, common struggles that keep businesses from growing? Over the years, I've noticed some commonalities and I've actually got a list of like 15 plus reasons why your business isn't growing. I'll probably talk about five today. The first two are really around sales which is a key driver for the organization. And the first one I always, I call pipeline ignorance. And it's really not knowing what's in the pipeline. The way this manifests, we see leaders, they have a deal spreadsheet. You know, what we find though, going through this process is there may be multiple versions of that. The way sales teams work when there's not a standardized process, what we find is you get a lot of new deals 
and you get a lot of closed deals, but there's nothing in between. And so the, the leaders in the company don't really have visibility into the actual pipeline. And the sales team doesn't have a strong process that they can follow to help, help them succeed. And so you lose the opportunity there for coaching and to make really good decisions and to really understand what's going on in the business. The second one's kind of related to that. I call it a lagging pipeline. They have this deal spreadsheet. They have a, almost an informal process, but they're not getting the information they need as the process rolls along. You know, we worked with the company, the CEO, but he was very involved in sales. And as we started working with them, he had this deal spreadsheet. The system he was using had a, had a lot of good details and good process there. But as we dug in, what we found out was and he didn't even realize this. He was the only one updating this, this spreadsheet. He was capturing details from emails and, oh, I saw this person said this and he went and updated it. But there was someone else that had their own spreadsheet. And there was another salesperson that wasn't entering deals really until they closed. And so he was missing the ability to, to see into his process, find more important deals to focus on, find less important deals to maybe, maybe not focus on as much to coach his team and to, to help them win. And so having, having those, that kind of disparate process and unstandardized process really had a negative impact. The solution here is, is really standardizing the processes of the sales cycle. You want to give your team expectations of what to do, standardize those processes, have it in a, in a way that's easy for them to maintain, put it in one place with standards and stages. And when you have this, you can peer into it. You can see exactly where deals are. You can coach your team. You can be intentional and win more than you felt than you were before and uh, know when you're going to lose. It, it's just, it has this whole other level of, of visibility and capability for your team to win. I heard you say spreadsheets, right? Versus systems like a CRM. How important is it for a business leader to really take their data from that spreadsheet and get it into a standardized system like a CRM? You can run your business off a spreadsheet. You can have a bad spreadsheet. You can have a good spreadsheet. And it's really this continuum of uh, no organization all the way through organization. But I think if once you make that jump to a CRM, you're really building a system that can scale with your business. You get some extras, more than just organization. You get some extra process um, improvements, some data requirements that you can make, you get reporting, you get the addition of some client customer information on top of that, you get some automation. And so then you've got a more powerful engine behind this system that can really help your business go. And so that's when we see people make that jump, it's, it's tremendous what it can do for their business as a good foundation for their growth. So the two biggest issues come down to whether you have visibility into what's happening in your sales processes which makes sense because if sales isn't working, then nothing else in the business really matters. What would you say the next big struggle that businesses have? We work with a lot of small businesses. Those businesses, as they grow, they find maybe point solutions. They find a system that works for this one team. Then they grow this other team and find a system that works for them. They grow this other team and find a system that works for them. And they end up with a lot of just disconnected processes. Like these silos naturally form in organizations. You know, but if you think about it, this is the foundation of your business. And if your foundation has a crack in it, that's a bad thing if you have a house. And it's the same way with your business. Like things are going to fall through the cracks. And so we see teams that 
maybe drop details between sales and delivery. Or, you know, we, we see complaints from their clients because their clients are having to repeat themselves over and over and over through the process. I don't know if anybody's ever been in that scenario, but that's, I, I don't like it and their clients don't like it. And it's because there's not a consistent system to guide it. And so downstream teams can miss information that maybe the sales team required or took it in, but just didn't record it because they didn't know it was important. You move these processes as close together as possible. You want to put them on one platform because that's the ultimate cohesion. You can require the, the stuff you need to require for, for team two. And you can see through the whole process, everybody has access to the same information. So there's no balls dropped in, in, in handoffs between teams. And so that, that right there, I mean, you've got overall consistency, you've got client happiness improving, and that's just a good foundation to continue to grow. Um, when your teams are closer together and they're able to share information you know, in a better way. Do you often see hesitancy from businesses that have got these systems set up, but it seems like a little bit of a big task to bring it all together into one platform? Absolutely. Yeah, you see it a lot. And it's, it's because, and I understand it. I mean, it's a sunk cost. You, you've spent a ton of time and energy building up this system and you don't, you're not ready to abandon ship yet. It's totally understandable perspective. And I, I think that when we work with folks, what they realize is that while that's while that does seem like a cost, the benefits of and the, the ceiling is so much higher on, on making the switch that it ultimately becomes worth it. And they want to achieve that higher level of growth because their current systems, have, they become a bottleneck. And that's that's one of the downsides of having some of these point solutions is that you're, you're going to reach that bottleneck. But if you've got one system driving your business, your business is able to just continue to grow. Could you talk a little bit about maybe the business leader, the business owner that has the system, they're on the platform, but they're not seeing the results? Absolutely. You know, I saw a stat recently that said that 50% or companies on average are paying for a CRM, but they're only using 50% of the features that they're paying for. And they're not really maximizing the capability that they have within their system. So, you know, we, we do a lot of work with companies that maybe have a CRM and they the process, they may be self-implemented and, and they have a process built out, but it's not quite working or there's some gaps. And, you know, I, I'm just seeing hundreds of companies, you just see some patterns and some some things that work that you can implement in these systems that, that can help them win. And so a lot of times it's just, it's having the expertise, the experience, and it, the system can do it. It's just... It's how you it's how you build it that, that, that can make it work what's the next big issue that keeps businesses from growing there's two more that i'll talk about and one of them and we hinted at it before but it's really this this concept of multiple sources of truth and so we work with companies all the time that maybe have multiple systems or multiple spreadsheets and it really is a detriment to growth because it's hard to make decisions it's hard to understand what's really going on we had a client recently that um, they, if you ask the sales team what was sold, they would show you the closed deals sheet, spreadsheet, the closed deal system. And then if you ask the delivery team what was sold, they would check the project management system. Well, those numbers were different. And it was hard to arrive at who was right. And it's because there was, there was missing information between those two groups, kind of like we just talked about. But they had just two sources of truth. And they didn't have a, a single repository of truth to really put their finger on what the true number was and to make decisions from. So um, putting everything in one system makes everything a lot easier in that respect. 
And so the, the other one too, the other, the last reason that common reason that we see businesses not growing is they have a, what I call an army of sales mavericks. And, you know, sales teams, some sales teams can be like the wild west and everyone's just kind of doing their own thing and it's working. They've got a great team. And so it's not that, it's not the people, but it's just the process. Everybody's going about things differently. And in that you're assuming some things are happening. Uh, well, you're assuming that this person's handling their calls and emails and their tasks the right way, but you don't really have visibility to it. And then you're handing a deal off to someone and it feels like a black box. You don't know what happens. And at the end, they just kind of come up and it's won or lost. So you need a structured and defined process for the team. You've got good people. And so help them by giving them a really structured and defined process with, with hints and fields that they need to fill out, critical information. And so you help them along in the process, but also you capture the data that you need as you go along that gives you insight to know what you need to know and make the decisions that you need to make. The catch is you want to build this in a way that's easy for them. And so if you do it right, they win because they have a better system. You win because you've got better information. And then ultimately your clients win because they have a better experience and, and, and better interaction with you. If you've got a sales team of mavericks that do things differently, how can you therefore implement an overarching process, standardized process um, for everybody to follow? How do you deal with that situation? You don't want to fully take a top-down approach because there may be folks in this in your sales team that are doing things the right way that maybe the, the sales manager doesn't know about. So it's a collaborative effort. We want to bring everybody together, look at different processes, have them talk to each other and just kind of build this, build this overall process based on best experience, best knowledge from multiple folks and have everyone agree on it. And sometimes that's really hard. Sometimes that's really easy because everybody says, oh, that's a great idea. You know, um, and it, it takes good leadership to do this well. But ultimately, it's a you bring everyone together, you get as much information, you put it out there and you have a, you're working with a team that has seen this done multiple times across multiple businesses and they can make recommendations on best practice. And so the combination of that uh, produces you know, this best case system that allows the sales team to have something to guide them and for the, the management to understand exactly what's going on in the sales process. All of these are such important issues in the life of a business, but I'm sure that the thought of tackling all these can feel overwhelming to a business owner. What would you say to someone who's listening and is wondering at this point, where do I start? Thinking about your process, thinking about the, the where do you want the team to be? Where do you want um, your, your team to go? What success looks like? What a win looks like? And a lot of times it's tempting to, to try to boil the ocean here. And there's this concept of an MVP and a minimally viable product that that I love, and it, it helps you take some bite-sized chunks out of a out of a large effort. So, you know, I, I think thinking about what a minimally viable product is for the system and and how how you want to build it, and then working with somebody that's done it before, someone that's got lots of experience, someone that knows the ins and outs of the technology, but also has the business experience. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to work with some great business leaders and that have have been on these journeys, have that are entrepreneurs and in the past and have, have done a lot of this, have lived through this. And so it, it's valuable to have that entrepreneurial business leader experience as well as some of the technology and to have someone that on your, on, someone like that on your side to help you build it out the right way.
Would you be able to tell us what an MVP is, a minimal viable product? Yeah, minimally viable product is just this concept of what is the minimum it's going to take to, to, to say, yes, this, this accomplishes everything that I want it to, to set out for. Not everything that I eventually want it to do. It doesn't you know, accomplish all my hopes and dreams yet. But for this first phase, for this first milestone, this is what I need it to do. Eventually, we want to build a, a vehicle that takes me from A to B. Okay. And I'm starting from scratch. So I, I may start with building a skateboard and that skateboard takes me from A to B. And then once I kind of learn some stuff and figure out, okay, this is actually kind of a, a hilly uh, path that I'm going on. I can, I can maybe build like a dirt bike on top of that. Right. And, and now I've got a, a better vehicle and then I learn some other stuff. Oh, I need to take some people with me. So maybe I build a, a truck or, you know, that to put someone next to me and, and take them from A to B. And so, Taking this MVP approach is, is determining what's important, uh, building towards that, learning lessons through this kind of an iterative process along the way, and then improving based on that knowledge. And ultimately, you're going to end up with that multiple MVP approach of a better, a better end product. We always like to wrap up each episode with a quote or words of wisdom about the topic that we're discussing. Uh, Michael, do you have one that you'd like to share today? You know, I think two quotes apply here. I love... Uh, John Maxwell, he says that everything rises and falls on leadership. And also, I love when the leader, leader gets better, everyone gets better. If you're a business leader and you're listening to this, you can really make a huge impact. And you're not, you don't have to go it alone. There's people out there that want to help you, that want to partner with you to make your business better. They want to see you win. And I'm one of those people. There's a lot of us out there. And so just, just know that as a leader, you may feel like things are out of control, but really you have a large circle of influence and you can have a massive impact by just taking one step. That's awesome. Hey, Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been awesome and um, I really appreciated it. Well, that's it for today's episode. If you've been wondering what to do to help your business grow, we hope what Michael shared today will be useful to you. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform, or you can find archived episodes at fastslowmotion.com slash podcast.